the right direction. That was the phrase Arthur Mallette used when I asked him what this team's mindset is. What What's their objectives? What are their goals in their heads right now entering these final two games? The right direction. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates. I know, small coincidence. My conversations with Millette are always entertaining and invigorating. He's one of those people who you can't just have an oh-by-the-way talk with. He really engages you. Not only does he look into your eyes, but his own eyes get really, really wide, probably about as wide as they were when he elegantly tipped that ball to himself for that gorgeous interception in the second half the other day against the Raiders. But yeah, I asked him, because he's been a guy that's been real with me all year long, in good times and bad. And I asked him what the locker room is thinking about right now. I think we, I think we, I think we're heading in the right direction. Okay. Honestly, I do. Um, we holding each other accountable. I see everybody locked in. You know, um, I just think that we, we're becoming closer and closer as the year goes by. That wasn't a no, was it? Were you waiting for the same thing I was waiting for? Were you waiting for him to say, "Yeah, man, we're going to the playoffs. We're gonna do everything we can to get into the playoffs." They can't do that. They can't do that, meaning set that as an objective because it's not in their control. There's a game that can take place before the Steelers' next game, Sunday night in Baltimore, that can eliminate them. And they could plausibly go on to the field at MNT Bank Stadium and have nothing left to play for other than, you know, it's the Ravens or let's get a winning season for Mike Tomlin you know, presuming that's really a thing. And again, I've never really picked up on much of that in there, including from the head coach himself. But if you ask me, the answer that Mallette gave was pitch perfect because that's actually what this team needs to be doing for the remainder of the 2022 season. And that's to head in the right direction. Have the arrows, to borrow a Tomlinism, be pointing in the right direction. And yes, that means on both sides of the ball. We talk so much, so much about the offense and the young guys and how, you know, that last drive against the Raiders is going to mean so much to Kenny Pickett's confidence or Pat Fryermuth's confidence or George Pickens' confidence. But it has to apply to the other side as well. Kind of feels like they get graded on a different curve, doesn't it? What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. And I could go back over the superlative play of the defense against the Raiders and single out guys who were just above and beyond in in dominating Derek Carr and the Las Vegas offense. But when you get to them, the names, it's the ones you'd expect. Cam Hayward was just an unstoppable beast the entire evening. T.J. Watt looked a little bit like his old self, even though he is still playing very banged up. 
Minka Fitzpatrick with the big pick, Cam Sutton with the big dramatic Willie Mays pick at the end, and Mallette. All of these guys, everyone I just mentioned are veterans. I could throw in Alex Highsmith's key sack, and you'd have your one young guy that you would have said, hey, heading in the right direction. And that's where a lot of this gets, I don't know, maybe just a little bit confusing. Because you do need, I was about to say want, you need the offense to grow up in a hurry heading into 2023. You need for them to have experiences like the one they had on that final drive on Christmas Eve. But you also need for the other guys to not be headed in the other direction. And it's it's getting dark out, you know, for a lot of those guys. Tyson Alualu was supposed to be somebody who solved a really big shortcoming this year on the defensive line. He hasn't been able to do that. He's in his mid-30s. Everyone hits the wall. He hit his hard. And there's not a whole lot else. There's not a lot of guys that you can look at and say, yeah, but they're on the way up. Why? Well, in large part, they've either assigned most of their high draft picks to skill players on the offensive side, or they drafted Devin Bush. Now, yeah, you can address defensive shortcomings through free agency. The Steelers should consider themselves very lucky that they were able to get Miles Jack. And extraordinarily lucky, given the weird circumstances, that they were able to get Larry Ogunjobi. But these aren't longer-term solutions. This isn't how you build the foundation for the next generation of a great Pittsburgh defense. It just isn't. You're going to be able to pull off a situation like the Minka one, for that matter. Once in a generation, there's going to be a team that's that dumb to let Minka go for a first-round pick. But you've got to start replenishing, and I mean really replenishing, and you, you know where I'm headed with this. I've been saying for so long, for so long, that the hired picks in the coming draft need to be pointed toward the offense, specifically toward the offensive line. But the more I watch these guys and the more I see them getting better, not not to the level of perfection, but to the level of, hey, they can at least partake in being part of this future while we maybe go out and get ourselves, I don't know, I want to say a left tackle in free agency because that'll break you, but get help through the outside market. I could live with a lot and give up a lot in favor of seeing this team go back to its roots since we've been talking about the early 1970s for a few days now and laying those first few bricks around Cam, ideally before Cam is gone. When we come back, J1Q. Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome 
kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Lee, who says, DK, when the Steelers hired Andy Weidel, there was optimism that he'd bring the process that the Eagles recently used to quickly reload for another Super Bowl run. Given the success of the Steelers' 2022 draft class, can you speak to what we could expect this offseason related to veteran cuts slash acquisitions given the new regime? I can, Lee, but I, I want to first address a couple of things that you raised. One is that the 2022 draft class, let's remember, is still very much and will always be a Kevin Colbert construction. Uh, don't go altering the credit because of what year Omar Khan and Weidel took over. The draft was Colbert and Mike Tomlin. So if there's credit or blame or whatever it is to be had for this class, it should go to them. Second, how do I put this without making it sound excessively like ooh controversial or whatever? Because I don't know that it is. But I'm going to here. Let's do this. Weidel needs to be listened to. Now, the Steelers have a hierarchy that is very crudely drawn up. They basically believe, and they've believed this ever since the Roonies have owned them, which is only forever, that you put smart people in a room and have them talk stuff out. Now, ultimately, there is going to be somebody that makes the call. But I'll just say for now, based on some stuff that I've heard, that I'd really like to see Weidel's voice heard, maybe not just inside the headquarters at South Water Street, but also by us. He's got meaning media, because that's how you hear from him, too. Uh, granted, in season, this follows the Colbert pattern to a T. You don't hear from Khan. You don't hear from uh, anybody in upper management. That's just how it's been there forever. I almost get that. But when you get to the offseason, I'd like to hear from other guys. It doesn't always have to be the GM. Uh, I talked to the GM. And just did again this weekend, but it's it's informal. It's not it, it's it's not stuff that I can use for one thing, at least not publicly, because it's you know it's off the record. We'll talk about football, we'll talk about the Steelers, but it's not going to be something you're going to get some deep, heavy inside stuff. I'd like to see this front office come up with a little bit clearer of a distinction as to what it is they do and who makes the calls. If Weidel is your player personnel guy, and here's where I'm going to be stepping on some toes. If he's that and Omar brings his strength from the other side, and that's as the capology and that's as the money guy and everything else. And he doesn't like when you say that. Okay, so I'm just throwing this out there. Then you're probably going to have the Pittsburgh Steelers management team in the strongest possible setting. But how that shakes out, man, can't even hazard a guess. They haven't had a draft together. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 